Chapter 33, The Wheel of Time I told you about Hell's Lobby. Dank, squalid, bare walls. One plant dying off in the corner as the fate of all such attempts to add a touch of green to the sterile world. I don't think the lobby had been painted, only whitewashed. And I don't even know what whitewash is, something Tom Sawyer was always getting everyone to do for him. Place really did smell like piss. The theory behind Hell's Lobby was that you wouldn't want to set foot in the place. Homeless people would take one look at the dump and move on. Only reason you never saw rats or roaches was because they had abandoned it for better squalor years ago. Dreams went there to die. The kind of place where you didn't want to know what was living in the walls. And that was the whole idea. Get past the door, hold your nose, make your way to the elevator, pray you didn't drop ten stories to your death, wait for the doors to open, and stand in awe of the splendor before you. The people who live here don't want to be disturbed. And then, of course, there's Dor. Big as a professional wrestler, a voice like three tons of wet gravel. Never left his post. I figured he would be sitting there behind his matchstick desk until the end of time. He was the building. He was also the man in the know. If he needed something, ask Dor. If you want something, he would set you up, help you out, take very good care of you. I wonder if Hell's Lobby was his idea. I kind of had the feeling he would knew it was as stupid as I knew it to be. Just look at the building. Look at the lobby. Who are you going to believe? What can I do for you, Drake? I need to find the Wheel of Time. Really? That is kind of an unusual request. I wish I had more to go on. Find the Wheel of Time. That's about it. So what is it? The Wheel of Time isn't exactly a what. It's more of a where. About the size of the instep to a baseball diamond. You've heard of it. You know where it is. Yes and yes. Then I wonder why I'm supposed to find it. Can't help you there. You'll have to rent a car. Or go by train. I recommend the train. And what followed was a moment I had been dreading. Door summoned Jack. I really wasn't sure what to think of Jack, but that's a whole other story. I didn't really want him along, but a little game of chess had taught me otherwise. Well, Jack put in his appearance, looking sleepy-eyed and badly dressed. Drake needs to find the Wheel of Time. You're joking. Do I look like I'm joking? I want time and a half for this. You'll take your seven hours and be happy to have them. I'm smiling already. You ready, Drake? Maybe you should pack first. There was nothing to pack. I didn't even know where we were going. Simply trusted to Jack and followed him. How far could it be? Well, it took us three days to get there by train. Somewhere in the backlands of Wyoming, maybe South Dakota, I couldn't keep track. The Wheel of Time was a rock formation. Not exactly. On a mountaintop. The undiscovered country all around us. Sagebrush and low hills. Visitor center, dirt roads, and rocks. Lots of rocks. In circles and circles of circles, slashes and hack marks, the Wheel of Time was about the size of Little League Infield, spread out all around us, tourist book, said the wheel was older than Christ, and I believed it. 
We had to take the train together. Well, first, there was a taxi ride to the train station, find a passenger train heading for the Dakotas, take three days to watch a country go by. Couldn't remember the last time I'd ventured beyond the city. There's still wild places beyond the edge of concrete, rolling hills, vistas, land green and gold as far as the eye can see, except where it's interrupted by farms, waterways, roads, occasional town. You can leave that all behind you, watch the world, and pretend there is more to life than apartment buildings and skyscrapers and soul-sucking day jobs. Leaving the train behind us, we rented a car, drove for hours. Narrow and winding roads, forgotten paths, without even a lick of paint to tell north from southbound traffic. Not that we saw a single car. Jack drove, of course. Wheel of Time was waiting. There were people and tourists. A park ranger was talking. He didn't call it the Wheel of Time. It didn't even occur to me to wonder why I was studying the stone, looking to the way they had been spread and spaced. People had made this long ago. People had a reason to forge such a thing as was before me. Place stone next to stone next to stone until there was something that defied all understanding. Not according to the park ranger. It's a calendar. When you don't have a watch, use the stars. You need a way to mark them. You need something that will last, surviving rain and storm and flood and snow. The wheel of time is forever. So now what? Yeah, I said that. What? We are here? This is a wheel of time? I found it? Yes. So now what? What am I supposed to do with it? I don't know. Do I look like a job description? All I know is if you nudge that rock, winter will come a week early. For real? Just like fire and storm and flood? Such a thing to control time should be protected. Where's the guardian to leave it so vulnerable? Gone on holiday, I suppose. So now what? I don't know. I found it, I guess. It's very pretty. Yes. It was hard to explain. Standing on the mountain, looking at rocks, having no direction other than to find the thing. I looked, I wandered, I explored. There was nothing else to do. And why not? Should I complain? I was away from the apartment, away from Del Morgan. I was even on an errand, for Christ's sake. I just didn't have a clue what kind of errand. So we went home. Another long car ride, another train, watching the world fly. You dodged my question before. That was me, tired of the world. What? When I asked you where you were from, you said your name wasn't Jack. He was quiet, looking far from the window, saying nothing with words. I wondered who would emerge. There was a nice Jack, friendly sort, talked about things like Kaflui. Then there was a bastard Jack, the one who didn't care, the one who wouldn't say more than three words to me. And I didn't know who I was sharing a cabin with. I don't think that's how the conversation went. Not my point. You're trying to dodge the question again. I don't exist. You mean I've been sitting here talking to thin air? No. My imaginary friend? No. Welcome to my world where nothing is what you would expect it to be. No. Listen. I don't exist. Who's been doing all the driving? You asked. Listen. I'm here only because you need me. The people on this train. They can see me as well as they can see you. But I don't exist. I have no future and no past. What were Dora and I arguing about? Seven hours. Precious existence. Shit. It's okay. I don't understand. I know. It's hard to explain. I'm like a walking, talking fragment of your imagination. And I am an answer without a question. 
He was standing in the door to the cabin, leaning on the rail, looking down at us. He was short and wiry, with skin as dark as old oak, and hair like a dream of midnight. Couldn't see his eyes. I didn't know if he had any. I didn't say anything. I didn't think I could. The stranger hadn't given me permission. Jack kept his mouth shut. I don't think he would have said another word for the rest of the trip. The answer without a question crossed into our cabin, sat with his feet up, looking at me, smiling. Call me Hart if you must call me anything at all. So which of you is a dreamer and which of you is a dream? You were talking about it when I walked in. Oh, don't be shy. We are all family here. My sister would love you. She collects odd moments at a time. A real hunter. It's not her name, but it's what we call her. I had to look at him then, and I could see it. It was there in the turn of his ear and the fire in his eye. I could see it in the curl of his lip and the bluntness of his nose. There was blood between heart and hunter. She had taken memory from me in payment for dragon's breath, and her brother sat before me trying not to laugh. He looked at us, studying us, watching us trying not to laugh. And I couldn't speak. My voice was a memory I couldn't find. We are not for sale, Jack said. I did not think so. You have been let far from home, I think. What have you been about? Why should I tell you? Thought you were the answer. To a question you have not asked. Do you wonder what it could be? No. Spoil sport. You have no imagination, no curiosity in your soul. Well, you obviously know everything. I know where you have been, the question you did not ask, to which you are the answer. No, I must apologize for that. I am not your answer. I cannot help you. You know what the Wheel of Time is, don't you? It's a calendar. It's a bunch of rocks, little ones, set in patterns. But why am I telling you this? You were just there. question is, why'd they do it? Why place those rocks in those patterns? Small rocks you can lift with both hands, so easy to move. Why do it? So you know when you are. So you can see the future, see your destiny, the edge of time. It's how you know when. It's all there. Sun, moon, stars. Standing in that circle, you can see eternity. Standing in that circle, you know everything. We have to go back. I said it, startling everyone. My breath. My breath was in my throat, burning my lungs. I could see it, standing in the circle of stones, the greatest of them maybe half a foot tall, the smallest of pebble, sitting in the railway car, standing in the wheel of time. I could see the future all around me, and I knew it called to me, wanting to tell me something. So we left the train at the next town, the next stop. We left the strange heart behind us. We waited, saying little of anything at all. Found a car, didn't bother with the train. Jack drove back to the wheel of time, taking days when the train had only required hours. We found it in the dark. Everyone else had gone home. Even the ranger station was dark and empty. We had to walk. The dirt road was blocked for the night we walked. I don't even know how far, stumbling across a wheel of time in the dark. It made my skin itch to stand there, looking at ancient stones in the dark, knowing there was a message there, something for me to find. I walked slowly, stepping over stone, feeling the wind all around me, finding the planets, moons, and stars. It brought tears to my eyes, my chest raging as if I had forgotten how to breathe, standing with the universe all around me, feeling as next to nothing against the cosmos, not knowing what to look for. Jack was silent. I would have cursed him if I had found my voice. 
I looked, turning this way and that, not knowing what I was looking for or why, knowing only what Hart had said, that you could see the future by standing among the stones. Then I saw it. One planet, star I don't know, one light out of all the others held me with its flame, and I couldn't move, only look and feel the cold night all around me somewhere. A wolf called to the night-dark sky, receiving no answer. My eyes fell to the edge of stone, drawing a line between the pattern and shape of rock and the one star out of the sky. There was no pattern. The star didn't match any line or shape or stone. But it would. In days or months or years, it would. The star would fit. It would belong to the great wheel. Not tonight. And I was able to turn to Jack. And I knew that Del Morgan had sent me to the Wheel of Time with a question, something I couldn't ask and would never know, without telling me what to look for, what to ask. She had sent me in search of truth I couldn't even guess. Jack only looked at me, saying nothing, blind to what I had found. I stepped from the circle, walking back to the car so we could start the long drive back to the apartment and tell Del Morgan the answer she had been seeking. Yes. This audio recording of the Fearful Pagidian, Bidna Tale on the Donkey, is copyright 2010 by Keith T. Jones. All rights reserved. <laughs>